there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Ryan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast, where we tell you the history and stories of different legend and lore from around the world. Ooh. All right. Let's, let's get into it. Um, Ryan, what did you find alluring this week? See, this is hard because um, we just recorded another episode um like two days ago so not much time has passed but that being said what i found alluring this week is i got a new microphone set up that hopefully sounds a lot better than the last microphone setup um i flew too close to the sun with my last setup I got like a really fancy board. This isn't what I said on Monday, right? Like, no, you were talking no, okay. about your scuba diving and the Okay, turtle. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I flew too close to the sun, got a really complicated board. It was awesome. It had like a soundboard and all this fun stuff. But I learned quickly that I am not an audio person yet. <laughs> we're going to get there, but not yet. Um so, it was a little rough. Um, Wait, so, quick thing. Do you still uh-huh. have your old one? Um, I was I was borrowing it from a friend. Okay. Um, until I was going to buy my own. Okay. And I'm glad that I borrowed it before. Oh, um, okay, yeah. okay. That, it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> all the and dots thank goodness, connected. Thank goodness I borrowed it because... Man, that thing was complicated. It had like 40 knobs and like this one has two knobs. Microphone <laughs> volume need. and headphone volume. You only need two knobs. I, we need a meme where it's a picture of the remotes people will make for their grandparents where they yeah. tape cover like everything except yeah. like the volume and power. Honestly, it was so complicated. It was really nice. Like if I knew what I was doing, it would have been really nice. But hopefully, from now on, I have just some nice, normal audio. Um, thank you for still listening, even though I sounded like trash for God knows how long. Oh, I, I always think your audio sounds better than mine. 
Thanks for Uh-oh. fixing it, Chris. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> I have, you guys don't know this, but there is a cardboard box that's, like, cut to fit around my microphone. <laughs> so the noise doesn't come from the computer to the mic. <laughs> it's that's great. That's so funny. It, it looks, it looks classy <laughs> AF. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, uh, what did you find alluring this week? Um, guess who got their folklore <gasps> camper club mug? Ooh. Nice. Ah. Um, because Ryan and I were like, hey, you know what would be the best thing to do to our listeners and campers? Um, pit them against each other. So you can pick yeah. if you're team folklore, which is me. Mm-hmm. Or if you're Team Cryptid, which is Ryan. And it's a great way to show your support and say where your heart truly lies. And yeah. we will remember it and think about it all the time. Cryptid gang <laughs> is strong. Um, so I'm not stressing at all. I, I will get more of my folklorians, as I like to call them. And <laughs> the folklorians versus the cryptid gang. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll more merch will come with the more people mm-hmm. that vocalize if they're sure. team folklore, team sure. cryptid. And sure. the fun thing, um, I don't know if people know this, I want to do a little cute little um, alluring fun moment fact kind of thing. Um, the moon, so those that were here as I like to say, BR, before Ryan, when I was first experimenting with Podcasting World, I did the logo with the eye. And when Ryan came, I was like, listen, you're here. You are on this sinking ship with me. Might as well decorate the flag to match <laughs> what's going on. So Yeah, there was a bit of a rebranding done when I came. Yes. Kimmy's um, like, are you a witch? And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> He's like, maybe on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, like every once in a while, but nothing too crazy. So I represent like the moon, that's the folklorians, and then the campfire is like the cryptidy, cryptid gang. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Still love cryptids, but. Yeah. There's this. Um, Pretty much the folklorian is if you. Like a beautiful, dangerous woman, you will come to our side. And that's all you need to know. And that's all I need to sell. And if you just like danger in general, you come to to our side. Speaking of uh, danger. Oh, Oh, there it is. uh, You'd get that if you're a Patreon. Let's uh, get to our show this week. Uh, Cute campfire sounds. All right. Hello, everybody. Um... I wasn't scrolled to my spot. Here I am. So, can we picture this? Okay. You're out exploring the deep woods when you stumble upon a giant hairy cryptid right in front of you. Um, unfortunately, as always happens, uh, technology has failed, and all you have is a 16 millimeter film camera at your disposal. How would you prove what you saw was real? Ooh, well. What are we talking about this week? Well, with camping season upon us, it's important to know that you might find yourself deep in the woodlands along the west coast and that there may be a famous cryptid you may run into. Now, don't worry. For the most part, this creature is known to only be active during night and to stay away from people. But 
Take it as a warning if you see large footprints at least twice the size of yours in the ground and you hear howls and cries that aren't your typical wolf or owl. And then do 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 to the, my image where I need the constant validation that I am decent at <laughs> art. So look at it. Watch it on YouTube. Wow. Come to our YouTube wow. channel. And if that. you want to see it early, come to our Patreon. That'd be pretty cool to check it out there too. Um, anyway, so this week we will be talking about Sasquatch, a famous cryptid that is known to be found living deep in the forest stretching the northern California to west coast of British Columbia. This cryptid came into the limelight around the 1950s in America and Canada, but is believed to have been around for much, much longer. So, sorry, I'm a little sniffly, you guys. It's allergy season where I am. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. So, I'll try to keep it down on the mouthy sounds. So, the first modern (laughs) (laughs) concept of Sasquatch was mentioned in 1958, Humboldtown Times story. This quickly led to the modern version we know and love today. But the legend of the Bigfoot creature has actually been told orally throughout the Salish Indians prior to this news article. Um, I tried to look up how to pronounce it, and I couldn't find stuff, so please yeah, bear with I'm, me. I'm, I'm proud. You have little pronunciations in your uh, script this time, and I'm very proud of you. I, I always try my best. <laughs> So, the the Salish Indians of the Pacific Northwest and Vancouver Islands were the first to use the name Sasquatch, which was derived from the Salish word Sixlax, which means wild men. And in Halkomelim, the name is pronounced similar to Saskatoots. So, I may have said all of those wrong. I am trying my best. So, (laughs) according... So according to the Halkomele and other coastal Salish traditions, Sasquatch was a powerful supernatural creature anywhere between 6 to 15 feet tall, covered in dark fur, and seemed like a hairy wild man. It would move silently and it wouldn't make a scene, and if it felt threatened, it would let out a high-pitched cry before disappearing. Um, shifting forward into the 1920s, there is a Canadian journalist who wrote a series of articles about this wild man. They used the name Sasquatch, which came from an adaptation of the Halakomelin tribes in the British Columbian terms, making Sasquatch be the perfect way to describe this creature. So, the name was taken. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what we use. Like America's done you know yeah as, as we as we do oh lord oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um to this day we still use the word sasquatch because we obviously just take things <laughs> and to describe this ape-like man but due to different legends and lore of this mysterious creature it has accumulated a collection of nicknames do you want to do every other nickname with me you can pick a sure. start Stone giant. Bushman. Tree man. Devil monkey. Skunk ape. (laughs) Grassman. Momo. Hill monkey. Wooly booger. (laughs) And of course, the most popular nickname for this creature is Bigfoot. So, 
I'm clearing this up because I, <laughs> again, I'm here for art and a good time. I'm not a cryptid zoologist expert. I hope none of you think that about me because it's not true. <laughs> um, I thought Bigfoot and Sasquatch were two separate things, but I'm here to tell you they are one. So in 1958, an article mentioned earlier, a columnist by the name of Andrew Genzali of the Humboldt Times had recounted a letter from a reader about lodgers in the Northern Californias who discovered a mysteriously large footprint. He thought it would be fun to talk about this mysterious footprint, but it wasn't long until readers became fascinated and wanted to learn more. Campers would write in blaming the creatures for acts of vandalism in the woods or to their cabins, or just to ask more about the mysterious man. Due to popularity, Andrews published some follow-up articles referring to the creature as Big Space Foot. And then, because journalism and, well, that's more like design and journalism, and I won't geek out too hard on that. He removed the space, so Bigfoot became one word. No. So, to this day, you'll hear about Bigfoot or Sasquatch encounters, but no, they are the same. Something I had to clarify, and <laughs> Ryan and I even talked about before this, so. <laughs> and now, I'm going to hand it off to Ryan so he can tell you all about some encounters people have had with this creature. Yeah, so, um... I want everyone to keep keep in their mind my little cold opening where I said technology has failed and all you have is a 16 millimeter camera because there's going to be a lot of that here uh, in my sightings. Um, all right. Yeah, for some reason cameras just don't work around Bigfoot. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. So, 1967, Patterson and Gilman's short film. So, one of the most famous bits of evidence by far for Bigfoot's existence... Oh, let me put my slide on. Boop. Boop. Um, whoa, I'm getting some static in my ears. Um, Is it your phone? Oh. No, okay, we're good. Is it the okay. aliens? Is it the government? Yeah. They don't want the us government's to trying to shut us down. <laughs> they don't want us talking about Bigfoot. <laughs> You heard it here, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> I just need a blonde wig and then we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as I was saying, pictured, pictured here. Um, one of the most famous bits of evidence, by far, for Bigfoot's existence, is this. 1967, Patterson's Gilman film. On October 20th of 1967, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin rode their horses through Bluff Creek, California. Patterson was obsessed with mystical beasts and wanted to get some film and inspiration for books on the subject of the mythical creature, and his friend Gimlin was just along for the ride. So they spent the day adventuring. Delightful. I love yeah. that. Then, around 1 p.m. that day, a strange scent filled the air. And their horses suddenly started to kick and panic. The man tried to calm them down when they noticed a furry creature walking on two legs about 100 feet away. The two men dismounted and Patterson quickly grabbed his Cine Kodak camera to capture the beast on, you guessed it, 16mm film. He managed to capture a few moments of the supposed creature as it was walking away. 
In one iconic frame, the creature turns to look at the camera. <laughs> As you can see here, that's, that's him. Uh, a bit of incredible imagery that made the two men household names. Um, this is a still from the video. So if you just look up like the Patterson Bigfoot film, or I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. This is, yeah, very <laughs> this famous. This is the image. one. Like... Yeah, this is the one. Um, so, but with great discovery comes great doubt. Their film was criticized, crazy enough, what? saying how it was an elaborate prank <laughs> or just a marketing scheme. Some skeptics even argue that Patterson forged the film on purpose to make a profit. This was because he would charge admission for people to see the film and published a book about Bigfoot the same year. I, here, <laughs> listen, listen. From, <laughs> from a breakthrough in science point, if it is a prank, kind of dickish, right? It's a little bit of a dick move, yeah. But from but. a marketing creative director standpoint, that's some yes, great, that's some great campaigning you got yeah. going on it's over not, there. It's, what would you call a guerrilla marketing for Bigfoot? <laughs> see, uh, marketing that's gone apes? I don't know. Wooly, wooly booger marketing? <laughs> wooly booger marketing. That's it. That's the new name for grassroots yeah. marketing is wooly <laughs> booger marketing. Um, hashtag it. Yeah. <laughs> TM, TM, though. <laughs> so, Kimmy, here's the kicker, right? Okay. So, a costume designer by the name of Philip Morris, even claimed he sold Patterson the costume of Bigfoot, seen in this film. <laughs> and later, a man by the name of Bob Hieronymus, which is just the coolest name, came forward and said Patterson paid him to wear the costume. But see, okay. But, I mean, that's hearsay. hearsay right, honor. because, listen, I, I told you about this when it happened, and to this day, it still makes me laugh. Um, I have this thing, when people lie to my face, I know. So I just take it as far as I humanly can mm -hmm. just to see, like, how long I can string them. And this person, like, lied saying they were, like, listening to well, a podcast and that they oh, were God. our big fan. I thought you were saying he was a liar. Yeah, Pat he was. Patterson. No, we never lie. We're honest yeah. about everything. Never, yeah. never lie. <laughs> he, no. He was saying how he's, like, he was, like, best friends with Ryan and, like, some of our other friends. You remember this? <laughs> I, d I do. <laughs> and I Yeah, I was like, I've never heard that person's like, name in my entire life. you don't know life. this person, do you? And you're like, no. I'm like, I knew it. And... <laughs> it because we were in a group setting where some other people mm. I know that are so sweet were telling me how much they like our show you know yeah so I'm one of those people it's really hard when someone's like well I wore the costume for it it's like yeah I, where, uh, that viewer's name Philip Morris crazy enough the same man who claimed that he created the costume so you can't trust him right exactly same <laughs> no doubt yeah, that's same not, thing yeah <laughs> All right. Well, Sorry. with all this criticism and speculation, many of the most esteemed researchers in the field convey 
that this is the best recorded evidence we have of Bigfoot to this day. Idaho University professor Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum believes that the musculature and limb ratios in the film are way too precise to be forged, especially for a 1967 film. Plus, Gilman never changed any of the details of the encounter. So I have really only one question about that statement. How does Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum know the musculature and limb ratio of Sasquatch? I'm just going to start by saying everyone has their thing. Everyone has their cup of tea. Everyone has their cup of tea. And some people may like to research ape rituals of the more muscular kind. And you know what? Mm. I think so moving on uh, (laughs) this is our second encounter with the infamous big-footed gorilla Um, (laughs) what was it Uh, woolly booger I'm going to start calling it the woolly booger instead of bigfoot yeah the woolly booger yeah On June 10th of 1982, Paul Freeman, an experienced U.S. Forest Service patrolman and ardent cryptologist, was exploring the woodlands of Washington State. While exploring, he spotted a massive hand and footprint around the Blue Mountains near Walla Walla. With no camera on hand, because no one ever has a camera, a good camera, um... He took a plaster cast of the prince instead. So this is this is my favorite part. Paul Freeman did not have a camera, but he had a whole plaster kit to make a plaster cast I, of the prince. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I felt very confused for a minute. Yeah. As a now, crafter. I, yeah. I would like to say I am shitting on a lot of these stories. I do believe it is possible there is a Bigfoot, but these stories are just ridiculous. <laughs> so for for the listeners who like are like, no, Bigfoot's real. Like I, that's that's possible. I'm not <laughs> taking that off the table, and I don't want you guys to think I'm making fun of all of you. But Paul Freeman, Paul Freeman had a plaster cast on him and no camera, so. Um, of course, you know, he took a cast, brought it back, and you can see that uh, here on the screen. Um, so, though there was much debate, Grover Krantz of Washington State University says how authentic they are due to the imprints of the dermal ridges and skin whorls. So, you know, a pretty realistic foot, which is very unlikely to forge. So, he's saying, you know, due to, like, the crevices, like, Toe prints have prints like much like fingerprints, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not something that's easy to, like, make up. Right. Um, but good news, this wasn't the end of sightings uh, for Paul. Oh. In 1994, during a routine walk through the same forest region, he encountered what appeared to be two Bigfoots tending to their young. And this time, he was ready and had a camera. Quickly, he recorded what he could Sorry, what could result in a very grainy and shaky video recording because 
They all are. Um, I watched <laughs> the recording before. No. <laughs> I watched the recording before this episode because um, I was going to maybe make it my slide, but it is so incredibly grainy. Yeah. And like, whoever was holding the camera was straight up like. Because you'd be scared. I don't scared. know what. The, you'd be scared. I guess. This. So, but like, I couldn't even get a still frame from it. Um, it was so bad. When I see Jack so. Sparrow in costume at Disneyland, I, I'm like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I also get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I? Um, so, yeah, that video holds much credibility, and that could be because there have been an estimated count of 50 to 75 Bigfoot tracks spotted in the Blue Mountain between 1982 and 2000. So, it's possible, but if it's real, once again, technology has failed, and that was the uh, grainiest video I have ever seen. And, and something, like, I do want to point out, the problem with these sightings is, for example, I feel like the Flatwoods monster sighting is really good, because it's a... Yeah. It's like, it's one story one really good mm-hmm. story of what went down you know yeah but in looking into a lot of these sasquatch stories and these are like the more popular ones you're doing it's you have to like find information from like 20 different places yeah so you have yeah, to there's like, a million cryptologists who all watch the same video and right. have like different opinions on it and like right yeah and then the what they do is they take the person and they quote them and then they do different contexts of it. So it's like, yeah, these can be something that happened, but it's hard because it's like, it, it makes them sound ridiculous. You know, it's like if someone took the context of me saying, I love dangerous women from every instance mm-hmm. in our podcast and put it together, they're like, Kim's a sadistic gay. And it's like, no, she's actually a very sweet bisexual but <laughs> but yeah, in context but it's or out of context right yeah. so that's the hard thing with these sightings is like yeah they cuz i like to think that they're true right like these people some of these mm-hmm. people seem shook to the core it's just yeah. like we try to get all this information for like our short segments and it's like it can kind of come off as ridiculous <laughs> you know and, yeah uh, oh no again you guys are here for a good time if you want to dive into the world of Sasquatch, be all guests. <laughs> yeah. We support it. <laughs> so I have some really good news, though, Kimmy. Ooh, okay. So how good were cameras in the mid-2000s? <laughs> you mean like the ones I would use at the school dance with the flashlight? <laughs> yeah. And think of how just beautiful those photos came out. You can make out everything you saw in the photo. Oh, my gosh. Well... This photo is from the mid two thousands. <laughs> the red circle is the piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't tell, that's 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 Bigfoot. We found him. <laughs> right there. <laughs> so sometimes during the mid two thousands, Michael Green, a former U.S. Army tank commander and fraud investigator, was camped out in the fifty thousand acre landscape by himself. While in his tent, he started to hear leaves rustling and the sounds getting closer as someone or something started to approach the tent. Then a low defensive roar shook the tent and scared Green as he sat terrified in his tent. 
Now, Green was a skeptic and doubt it was anything other than some local forest animal. So, two nights later, he was back in the same forest camping with friends. You could not. Like, yeah. even if I thought it was just, like, a man, I would be like, we're never going back there again. Yeah. But that's when he caught a glimpse of a large, bipedal, ape-like beast in the distance. He remembered it being about seven and a half to eight foot tall and was in such shock he didn't even start recording it. Because why would you? <laughs> he, ha- he had his 4K camera ready to go, but he was in such shock that he forgot to record. Right. These two bad... <laughs> you, you need to remember, you're a film person. <laughs> None of these people are film people. They're like ex- Neither are half you- the videos on YouTube and they at least can focus. <laughs> Autofocus existed in the mid 2000s. I can I can accept Peter and Gilman in 1967. That was a while ago. But this this is too late. This is the 2000s. We were alive when this photo was taken. So these two back-to-back <laughs> encounters make, made Green become curious about what he saw, and he made a determined to capture this creature on film. Week after week, he would return to the same area with his camper full of cameras. Really nice cameras. And they had night vision and thermal equipment. Pretty cool, right? And he would patiently wait to capture the beast. Then in 2009... Third time is a charm. I had... In 2009, a 1080 Sony camera. (laughs) And I was in high school, I think. So, no excuses. Uh, He captured the creature and caught it on, of course, the thermal camera. Not the real camera. uh, Stealing a candy bar he left out for bait. (laughs) This was all he needed to know Bigfoot was real. And since then, he spent his life doing what he can prove the existence of this creature. That he did not believe in before. So this is a still from a three-minute long video. If you'd like to uh, look it up, just type in Paul Green Bigfoot video. Well, the video's Um, better because, like, you see it move. Kimmy, it's it's not that much better. (laughs) Let's let's be honest with ourselves here. I, I just, I put notes on my phones if I think of a meme while we do this. And I put the comment, how dare you meme. And it says, Ryan disappointed in <laughs> Michael Green. Michael, Paul Green's on my shit list. Oh, yeah, wait, Michael, Michael Green, sorry. I have two yeah. different names here. It's Michael Green. Um, yeah. Um, well, while I take a minute to cool down after reading about all these failed camera attempts, uh, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break don't touch that dial as they said back when michael green recorded that video and we'll be right back turn on a camera <laughs> hey campers y'all know how we love to dive deep into the history of different legends and lore from around the world And what better way to enjoy these tales than by also enjoying some international snacks and treats while you listen? That's where our sponsor, Try the World, comes in. Try the World sends out a box with 10 plus unique international snacks and treats from around the world, exploring new countries every month. 
with flavors from Spain, Japan, even Brazil, and so, so much more. So you can try Global Cuisines one country at a time from the comfort of your own home. And Try the World collaborates with cuisine experts and award-winning chefs to curate some of the most authentic, high-quality products from around the world. With them being such a great quality product, not only are they great for you, but they make a wonderful gift. And that's not all. Our listeners who subscribe today get a free box. So what are you waiting for? Start your international food journey today by going to our website, alluring.com sponsors, and click on the Try the World banner. Again, go to our website, alluring.com sponsors, and click on the Try the World banner today and start your international snack journey. Witchcraft. The occult. Extremist beliefs. Murder. Tune in to Rogue Darkness each Friday and join host Raven as I uncover horrific crimes committed under the misconceptions and misunderstandings of witchcraft and other belief systems. I'll cover a wide range of crimes involving ritualistic killings and extremist beliefs to cult persuasion and supposed possession. Anything and everything that borders the line of horrifying. There's always three sides to a story. Side A, side B, and then the truth. Let's uncover the truth together and explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. Available wherever you get your podcast fix, simply by searching Rogue Darkness. Welcome back, campers. Um, as Ryan continued to have his belt down. <laughs> yeah, we kept talking during the break. <laughs> we got it all out. We were like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, we got it out. I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling good. Only the rants of the cameras can be heard between yeah. us and our editor. <laughs> okay, well, we hope you enjoyed that break. Um, it felt like nothing changed. No time was changed. So we are going to talk about the appearance and history of this. Bad boy. So, appearance-wise, the ape-like man, well, <laughs> you would have guessed it, looks like an ape-like human. So, standing anywhere from 9 feet to 15 foot, feet tall and weighing in at about 800 pounds, this bipedal ape-like muscular creature with a somewhat human face and man-like body. Um, it has broad shoulders, no visible neck, and long arms. So, like... Just think of a creature made in the most recent WWE games with gotcha. a little bit too much creativity. And, and you're there. I love that. I don't know what WWE did to have a hold on me at a young age, but <laughs> here we are. If Becky Lynch ever looked at me, it would be over. Like, Lord have mercy. So its eyes have been seen to glow yellow or red at night and its footprints measure up to 19 to 24 inches long and about eight inches wide so that's like the average from all the things people have seen right and to top it all off this creature is hairy covered in long dark hair and shades of black dark brown or dark reddish tones um due to its large size it can be easily misidentified for a bear standing up at a distance but if you're worried if it's a bear or Bigfoot, just take one big whiff. This creature produces an awful scent that not, <laughs> that not even 2000 middle school Axe body spray could hide. 
<laughs> it smells like a mixture of skunks, dead animals, and garbage. I forget I'll, t- I'll write these show notes when I'm exhausted and my little notes. I comment in it and I make myself laugh when I read them out loud. So, <laughs> um, so behaviors and abilities. Sasquatch may come off as this huge intimidating creature, but it actually isn't a fan of people. And instead of outright attacking them, they will hermit away in the forest and hide from people, spending their days hiding away and roaming at night not to be seen. Um, its home has been described to be a collection of nests. I thought I deleted that, but here's a little fun fact for you guys, because I didn't work it into the rest of my notes. Um, <laughs> though they are very passive, they do not like when someone comes into their territory. They will throw hands at trees and cause a loud wood-knocking sound or even knock them over. Even reported that smaller trees are bent and uprooted or stacked in a weaved and crisscross pattern to mark its territory. So you just, like, are walking, <laughs> and there's all these trees stacked up and crisscross on top of each other. Just turn yeah. around. Just go away. It is not worth it. And then, um... They will even hang entire deer skeletons from high trees so people will leave them alone. And on top of this, they make noises to warn people where not to go. So some of the sounds include howls, screams, bones, grunts, and whistles. So though these sounds can be easily mistaken for a wolf, coyote, fox, or even an owl, the most unsettling sound related to Bigfoot is an audio recording of the early 1970s from the Sierra Nevada mountains dubbed the Sierra Sounds. It sounds like a language of some type, seems primate in origin, and definitely isn't human. Many who have looked into what this sound is still only explain it as a Bigfoot sighting. And I have the sound if you want to listen to it. I could, I could, I could probably pull it up here in just a second. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this works. Um, come on, new soundboard. Oh yeah. Show us what you're made of. You don't of. have to play a lot. Just play like a few seconds. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. If you want to uh, go on, I'll, uh, I'll get the sound here in a second. Yeah. So while he's getting the sound, um. The final thing is Bigfoot may seem like a solo type of cryptid, but that's not the case. There are many sightings of them in large groups or even what appears as a family with children. So at the end of the day, it seems like Bigfoot like wants them and their family left alone and to enjoy the forest in peace. So like, overall, I think he's a pretty chill, chill dude. Chill yeah, girl and, dude. Uh, here's here's the sounds, ready? Okay. That was so loud. Like fast forward it like halfway. That's when I fast forward. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you hear that? So that's wild. Yeah. So like. (laughs) 
I heard like, ah, just, ah. Chris, just take out that first little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like that like weird, like kind of monkey sounding. A little bit, yeah. And then that the dude recording had the absolute nerve to be like, oh, like say something yeah, back. I'd be like, back. we out. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> Look back. <laughs> okay. Now on to my favorite part is um, history and events. So time to cue some sexy music. So even though Bigfoot just seemed like, there we go, <laughs> seemed like a carrying family-based cryptid that hermited in the forest, that wasn't the case. This tall, dark piece of mysterious wild man soon became a masculine icon, finding its way to adventure magazines and novels. Stories left and right referred to Bigfoot as he because he was primal, strong, dangerous, and an overall beast by anyone who encountered him. Um, even in the 1970s, people were starting to portray him as more of a sexual predator in pseudo-documentaries, amongst um, other things. Um, Google got dark for a minute, and I didn't yeah. expect that, but there's much worse. So, <laughs> but listen... <laughs> Bigfoot isn't just a tall glass of mysterious water. <laughs> As we shift from the 1970s to the 1980s, people saw the other side of Bigfoot. It's important to note that during the 1980s, there was a major shift in how people approached environmental issues. And with more action in both federal policies and grassroots movements, it seemed like the perfect time to have a new, kind-hearted protector of the forest. This led to Bigfoot being less of a sex icon and more of a kind-hearted creature that symbolized protecting the wilderness for generations to come. So a great example that shows this more gentle side of him is the movie Harry and Henderson's of 1987 um, that shows he is a misunderstood creature that needs protection. I have not seen this movie. I have merely read the synopsis and that's what I gathered. So <laughs> I don't know if it's good or not. Right. Rotten Tomato yeah. it. We all do it, and nothing, nothing wrong with looking that up. Okay, so now you may be wondering, what is Bigfoot? So <laughs> there's a few different theories of what he could be. Um, a excuse me, where am I? There I am. Um, so what's a popular cryptid sighting without the possibility of it being an extraterrestrial? Some say it has cloaking abilities to make it hard to find, and Sasquatches are just observing people without causing too much attention. Mm. Now. <laughs> I don't think this, because they have caused a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, well, they, they did the opposite. If that's what they were going for, they didn't do a very good job. Like, they should have shown up as little prey mantises. Because yeah, no one would have batted an eye. No one. None, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next is that they are paranormal. Since they have Ooh. forest spirit energy, and there have been plenty of encounters of them vanishing right before people's eyes, that's one of the conclusions. Plus, it would make sense with them nearly being extinct species. For, for a nearly extinct species to be around for so long. Yeah, um, I've I've heard a lot, like a lot of like the podcasts um, I listen to, 
Oh man, I feel terrible. We did we did an episode swap with one of them not too long ago, um, and there yeah like they they did a whole episode on how I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug goals? it in and post. No, I'll 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 do this in post. But uh, but yeah, they they their whole theory is that he's like almost like a forest spirit, and yeah. that's why nobody sees him. Um, and that of all of them makes the most sense because if it was like just a, a a physical being like there's no way right more people right. would have seen and, that at this point and that's where i land on it and it may be yeah. just because i'm super super into like slavic folklore and german folklore and russian folklore like i'm just really into that and they do a lot more spirit force things so to me that makes yeah. more sense like I feel for sure like the Flatwoods monster is cryptid alien. Nothing can change my mind, but Sasquatch. Yeah. I I think it's just the idea that he, and I keep saying he, but what a, like that they look like a man, you know. So I think that's why people like identify it as cryptid. I guess I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Someone that knows about Sasquatch is dying on the other end of listening to this <laughs> and they probably turned it off and it's fine it's okay yeah but if you are still here let's keep going um <laughs> the other is they're an extinct species of humanoid that survive in isolation and then it's like well we don't know how old they live to you know so anyway it i feel like every other theory gets too complicated forest spirit's just a very like done done yeah. makes sense um, and the final most popular is that Sasquatch is an animal and not a natural animal of this world. Um, all experts can gather at the end of the day. It's a type of cryptid. And then of course, people think it's a hoax and to warn people of the forest and its dangers or prank has just been going on too long. So I don't know. Let's end on sp forest spirit. I like that one. We're going to stick to that one. Okay. Yeah. Now next part so it's no secret that this wild man won the curiosity of many and due to its popularity it wasn't long until you see its face slapped on pretty much everything <laughs> and anything there they could find so since bigfoot can't legally sign a film or photography consent form or take anyone to court the beauty of this curiosity and the american capitalism quickly swept in on this hunk of a wild man and made him a star Soon museums, shops, festivals, and much more started popping up and were inspired by this mysterious creature. So I have put together a little handy dandy list of some I've stumbled upon because I, love lists. I thought it'd be fun because why not? And there is way too many. So museums, expedition, Bigfoot, the Sasquatch Museum of Cherry Log, Georgia. Um, I, have, I haven't been to any of these. One day I hope to. So we are manifesting it. Um, next, the Bigfoot crossword, Crossroads of the American Museum and Research Center of Hastings, Nebraska, a Sasquatch outpost in Bailey, Colorado, and the North American Bigfoot Center in Boring, Oregon. Boring, Oregon. Not so what a boring. Great name. Do you want to do the mascots? Yeah. I think you'll have fun with that one. Uh, yeah. So there's Bigfoot's Little Donuts in Huntsville, Alabama. Sasquatch, Sasquatch Sandwiches, which is a food truck in Minnesota. 
And then a place I've actually been to. <gasps> um, yeah. No, you're... I, I have. It's called Sasquatch Tavern in Verde, Nevada, which is like west of Reno, like right on the California-Nevada border, like up in the mountains. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a cute little, uh, it's just a cute little restaurant. They got, they're all Sasquatch themed, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also, Bigfoot became a mascot of the Western Air Defense Sector, the Washington Air National Guard, monitoring nearly 73 of the United States and Canadian skies. Just like the legend of Bigfoot, this sector is rarely seen or heard. But rest assured, it continues to observe and will send out a warning message if need be. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, well, now I want to go to that that tavern. Another. Yeah, it's 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 fun. W- one day I'll come through Vegas when gas yeah. doesn't. Oh, it's nowhere. It's nowhere near Vegas. Oh, it's, it's not? up by Reno. <laughs> no, it is. It is like ten hours away. Oh yeah, geography <laughs> is not my strong suit. Yeah. <laughs> public education has failed us in a lot and geography was the one thing <laughs> it did not support me in but don't worry when gas doesn't cost my liver then i will definitely <laughs> make yeah. a trip down um the next is organizations so these are organizations purely dedicated to the investigation of bigfoot science in the u.s i only did the top two there are so many <laughs> there are so many yeah. groups on facebook <laughs> Like so many. (laughs) Um, The first is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, BFRO, and it's been around the longest, and it is the largest. And the second is the North American Wood Ape Conservancy. I said that weird. The NAWAC. And then finally, there are a bunch of conference and festivals. And by a bunch, I mean I found like 40, so I only put like the four that had posters I like so yay for branding you've made it here (laughs) I'm proud of you um the Bigfoot Days Festival of Will Creek California um fun fact they have a costume contest and a Bigfoot Howl competition so love that um the next is Spokey Mountain Bigfoot Festival in Townsend Tennessee um, I like this one because they were sponsored by Monster Energy Drinks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so they've made it. Um, Monster, if you hear us, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we also like Sasquatch. Yeah, just just saying. <laughs> and then the next is Bigfoot Festival in Marino, North Carolina. And then the final one is Texas Bigfoot Film Festival, which I thought you may like. Nice. Um, yeah. I assume it's just a bunch of... Bigfoot Sasquatch films. It's just a bunch of blurry videos, <laughs> just the whole time. Was your was your short film you made for your senior project completely out of focus the whole time? <laughs> Enter the Texas Bigfoot Film Festival. <laughs> it would it'd be so good if the trophy like wasn't screwed on all the way, so it just yeah, shook. Kinda, yeah. You could never, just like, a little, quite get it good Yeah, like, there's kind of a face. If you look closely, you can kind of make out a face. Oh. They, like, they put it in the mold, and they slid it around. They're like, ah, just, yeah. just don't screw it on okay. all the way. When it shakes, it will look yeah. great. Yeah, we'll make it work. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if anyone out there hears it, but but please have 
Ryan be one of the people that work at that. I would I pay good money <laughs> to watch him. The Texas Bigfoot Film Festival <laughs> unfold. Hire me <laughs> in the background watching all these. Films. Oh god! So of course this is all the all the events around him, but the fact that Sasquatch is so popular and has so many events surrounding him absolutely blows my mind. But I love it. Um, we will never have to use. <laughs> I say we will never. That's wrong. We will have to also dip into this capitalism pool of good old Sasquatch and make some Sasquatch posters or something for our, Gotta. <laughs> for our merch shop. But again, I digress because it is one of Are those. Are you a things. cryptid podcast until you have a Bigfoot shirt? I don't think so. Fair. Fair I point. So. I have like, maybe I'll put like the sasquatch juice on a mug or something i just love mugs that's why i throw everything on a mug i'm like put it on a mug 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 but yeah uh, we'll, i'll figure it out later so everyone loves this mysterious forward forest dweller and it has been a great way to help bring tourist funding to small towns and to celebrate the strange and unusual to this day you can still see many different sasquatch events popping up from art shows to full-on festivals so now <laughs> Ryan. Yes. From what we talked about, I know you want to get into this for modern takes. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you want me to wait on this for a second, and then I can bring it up. Or if you want to add to this. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to throw off track. It was the Hex Files podcast. <laughs> X-Files podcast, yes. You did the Skinwalker Ranch episode yes. with them. They're absolutely They're the delightful. ones whose podcast I... Li yeah, they're amazing people. Go listen to their podcast. Um, but yeah, in the in their Sasquatch episode that I listened to, they got really into how, like, Sasquatch might be, like, a bit of, like, a forest protector spirit type thing. Okay, sorry. I just need... <laughs> before I forgot again. I'm, I'm glad right. you did. I'll tag them in yes. it. It's like, we got yes. there. <laughs> Yes, I'm so sorry, Hex Files. I'm so bad with names. Listen, Hex um, Files, if you're listening and you feel absolutely betrayed by Ryan, I'll send you our, one of our podcast stickers. Just message me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, what were you saying before I so rudely interrupted Yeah, you were you? out there. You were like, I saw the thinking cap go on. I, I just remembered. I was like, <gasps> Hex Files. <laughs> so this next part ties into what you want to do with modern takes oh no i i mixed up my modern takes so you go ahead oh okay okay yeah. i i just want to double check so i'm not yeah. stepping on any toesy toes no, okay no, no, you're good so with great adm admiration people i said that so weird i said that like an alien great Admir admiration are, are you the alien mm with great admiration people started to go on sasquatch camping trips and try to hunt down this mysterious ape-like cryptid and if you're wanting to go on one yourself first i highly encourage you to look into expert advice on what and how to prepare there's so much advice on how to professionally conduct a bigfoot hunt and i'm not going to have the time to provide all that information but hey if you don't need an expert's advice and just want some fun tips I've learned from playing Bigfoot hunting game with Ryan. Well, buckle up, because I've got a handy-dandy little list for you. Um, feel free to tune by, in. 
by playing, she means us getting murdered over and over and over by Bigfoot. I didn't say that. Ryan said that. <laughs> so, um, what's it called in court when you tell them to scratch scratch everything from before from after handy dandy lifts said by Ryan yeah. off the record. <laughs> And now starting, Ryan, if you would like to add anything as I say the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what? Get a team together. Teamwork makes the dream work. Even if it's just one person there to help and support you in your quest, you'll be able mm-hmm. to have someone else as a credible source and maybe even know something you'll miss. Plus. And if there's one thing we've learned, what you need for your team, two people with weapons, one person with a camera. <laughs> That, that's it. Yeah. All right. That's your team. Yeah. Two weapons, one camera. You need the two weapons people because one of them will absolutely carry the camera person the entire time. Mm-hmm. The camera yes. person is there to not get a blurry photo because if she yep. gets a blurry photo, she doesn't hear the end of it from one of no. the other one people. Of the other... <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Pack the essentials. Have things on you such mm-hmm. as a camera, audio recorder, a journal, a phone. All must. And make sure to stay hydrated. Have some snacks. Maybe mm-hmm. Bigfoot likes jerky. Maybe mm-hmm. more of a whiskey cryptid like the jackalope. Maybe you like some forbidden milk. I don't know. Be prepared to have something for yourself and maybe even off- offer to this wild creature. Um, yep. Other essentials. Deer hunting rifle. Yes. Shotgun. Yes. Um, fireworks yes. to lure Bigfoot, um, snacks to lure Bigfoot, uh, traps to trap Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In writing this, I may have been the camera person only <laughs> and have only been ha- given three bullets the entire time we'd play and not know it's all you need. what to do. <laughs> three, zip lines are your best friend. Learning to zip line will save your life from danger. It's just a good pro trip, and you look pretty cool doing it. <laughs> you- and here's what you're going to do with that zip line. So, you, your two friends, you're hiding up in a radio tower, right? <laughs> so, Bigfoot comes to the radio tower trying to murder you, and you and your three f- and your two friends take the zip line down away from Bigfoot. But here's the kicker one of you will take the zip line back to the mountain and get just mauled by Bigfoot. Um, so don't forget, don't forget zip lines go both ways. I thought he would have left. <laughs> I was trying to confuse him and I'll never hear the end of it. Tip four. Um... <laughs> Daytime adventure. Don't go hunting for him at night. Ever. Like, ever, ever. We personally learned that this is the hardest way to hunt him down. Even though this creature is human-like, it varies in the fact that it's most commonly active and aggressive at night. It's Mm -hmm. believed Sasquatch is nocturnal, so it's best if you set out to try to find it during the day. Um, yeah, and the thing is, if you're hunting for multiple nights in a row, he gets more aggressive each night for some reason. <laughs> it gets very stressful, <laughs> and he and he will pull you through windows, and you will scream because you can't do anything about it. 
and five. Avoid winter. Um, try searching for them during spring, summer, and fall. Since this is supposed mating season, because all year round, baby, you'll have a better chance of running into one and finding information. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I've got nothing to add there. That's just solid advice. Yeah, that's just that's just a good one. I, I figured. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have to put the zip line in the middle so it doesn't go on too long. <laughs> yeah. Um for everyone wondering what this banter is, um, on our Patreon, Ryan and I we did two plays of the Bigfoot yeah. game and it's been updated a lot. So we need to play it again. But yeah. it's really fun and chaotic, and it's like our bonus game content we do because it's just fun yeah. for us. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of them is a free video on our YouTube, right? Or are they both Patreon? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think one might be free. Well, if you go to our YouTube, and yeah, we'll you, find out. You may find one free. If yeah. not, just go to our Patreon. Donate $3, just watch it all in one month, and then you can bounce. Like, I'm not going to judge you for that. I've seen gas prices. I respect it, you know? Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, of course, there's actually a lot of actual expert advice on the web. So, again, I only covered what we learned from the video game. Yeah, from a video game about (laughs) actually hunting Bigfoot. (laughs) Because that's how or we hunt Bigfoot by here Bigfoot. at Alluring. <laughs> yeah. We don't go out we into don't danger. Go outside. We do virtual danger. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, um, there's that that one ghosty spooky game that I thought I saw was like for a cheaper download. So we may be able to do that one in the future if we get more Patreons. We'll see. Anyway, we're going to completely shift gears to my last segment and my favorite segment. It is time for... Is it science or the church? Ryan. Come on. You have lost every one of these that I've done. And I... Spirits guide me. I believe in you. Today, we are talking about science. (gasps) You got it right. I'm actually super yes! proud of you. <laughs> Let's go. You waited till I lost my soundboard. But <laughs> go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pablo's hyped. I'm Pablo's hyped. hyped though. That's what matters. Whatever the sound is. What happened to your sound? Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. So with a boom of Bigfoot sightings in the Late 1800s to 1900s, everyone wanted a chance to see this wild man of the forest for themselves. Entire organizations were formed to study the documented Bigfoot existence, and groups would regularly research the Northwest looking for proof of this creature. But without proof, many scientists voiced how this creature is nothing more than a hoax. Here are a few of the biggest concerns that have been voiced about why this creature doesn't exist. Everything that seems to prove the existence of Bigfoot is either lost or unattainable. So there's no way to test it. <laughs> this is like Ryan's like film stuff. He's very yeah. salty about. They lost about a trillion pixels in every video. <laughs> it's because they they save it as a JPEG and they keep emailing it back and forth uh, on Internet oh, Explorer. They keep just screenshotting. Over, over. <laughs> instead of sending in the file each time yeah. to do the screenshot yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy uh, um 
The second is whenever alleged Bigfoot samples are sent through vigorous scientific analysis, they typically come back as ordinary sources. Almost all the hair samples are some, or some stool samples turn out to be from other animals such as cows, raccoons, deers, or even humans. Uh, <laughs> so in 2014, the University of Oxford... Someone just shits in a bag and brings it to them, like, I found it! <laughs> Bigfoot! Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much... <laughs> that's all you have to do. Imagine being the poor intern that day. Uh, that has to work on that. You gotta test it. Oh, God. <laughs> so, in 2014, the University of Oxford in England had a team of researchers led by the late geneticist Brian Skies conducted genetic analysis on supposedly 36 Bigfoot or Yeti hair samples. However, they matched a Paleolithic polar bear or bear hybrid, but was not a primate. Interesting. Also, I figured something out the other day. You know how I have a hard time with words? Because I, I read mm-hmm. the whole thing. I think the yeah. reason I'm good with more scientific terms is because I watch a lot of Animal Planet. <laughs> so, for people that think it's all an act, I swear to God it's not. Yeah. I just really, really like Animal Planet. Um, <laughs> and third... There just isn't enough of them. So for Bigfoot to be around as long as they have, they would need to breed outside of their bloodline to prevent inbreeding. Plus, they need to breed so they don't go extinct and can maintain a population. So there can be multiple of them. And then there's always, and there's so much probability. There's the chance one would have already been killed by a hunter, by accident, or hit on the highway, or, um, we would have just found something like some bone or something, you know, like deceased, a dead bone, a hiker would mm-hmm. have stumbled upon it. So that's, that's why science is like, ah, this is no dice for us, you know, but personally knowing all this, I want to say I believe in Bigfoot. It's just one of those things. Even if all the facts are present, there would still be skeptics, you know, like how flat earthers are still a thing. It seems like there's just such strong opinions about the existence of Bigfoot on both ends of the spectrum. Maybe one time, maybe one day or in the future or time will tell whatever if Bigfoot's real or not. But Bigfoot's real in my heart. And until then, let's just let Bigfoot do its thing. Maybe make a good leave Bigfoot alone TikTok. Spread the word. Yeah. And that's my I think, opinion. like, to, to point three... Um, <laughs> It could be, like, you know, like we said in the past, like, it, maybe it's, like, more of, like, a forest spirit. Right. Or, like, like a, a gorilla leshy or something like that. I don't know. I love um, the forest spirit. I think that's what we're yeah. going to, we both, like, Because if that's the case, yeah, they wouldn't need to breed or, like, there won't be bones. Right. So, you know, if, if Bigfoot is real, that's probably the case. Right. Is my thought. No, I agree with that. That's that's the that's how I feel at the end of it is Bigfoot's just it's not so much a cryptid but a forest spirit to me. And I love that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Modern take time right. with you? Yeah, on to modern takes with Ryan. So I was gonna talk about the game that we played um originally, but as I was like thinking about the game, I just got to thinking about like 
how crazy of a phenomenon Bigfoot is. Like, because, I mean, think about the, like, thousands and thousands of different cryptids there are in existence. Right. But, like, try and name one that has, like, movies, video games, books, shirts, songs, podcasts. Right. Like, everything. Like, you know. And I think it has a lot to do with the timing of this creature because... As far as I know, this is probably, like, the most, like, modern cryptid. Um, I don't think I'm wrong saying that. Like, can you think of a more, like, modern, like, besides, like, the internet cryptid? Like, right. Well, like, I, think, I think they're more modern. And what I'm saying is from, like, what I look at every day from a marketing standpoint. And when I look at the time period, I think the fact is that this cryptid is was in the 70s and it was masculine yeah and it was yeah like this sexy man forest creature you know yeah and i think that's what made it so popular like the loveland frogman isn't hot like if we've learned anything from this podcast is like even me if a creature is hot i'm i know way more about it than i should just because it's hot. And I feel yeah. there's something just sexy about Sasquatch. <laughs> that's yeah. why people got so hooked on him. You know? Yeah. Um, and like you said, like... Uh, like, yeah, sorry. The 60s. Mm-hmm. Like, around that time... Like, cameras existed well before that. But around that time is when, like, cameras started to get, like, you know, more portable... Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, at least to the standards of back then, portable. Right. Like, they're still, like, large and cumbersome. But, yeah. So, and that that created the, like, the first photo was super blurry and everything, which only made it, like, more prevalent. Um, but, yeah. And then also just, like, the... The fact that it was, like, the West Coast in the 60s, we had a lot of, like... The weird stuff was was coming out because people could document it, you know? Well, no, um, that, yes, that's true. But also, I was watching, there's a really cool, I think it's on Hulu, and it's called, like, uh, Finding Bigfoot. It's kind of about, about, like, in Humboldt County, where, like, a lot of people go, like, missing in the mountains. A lot of it is, like attributed to like a forest spirit or like people just wanted people to stop coming to the Humboldt mountains. And, uh, so they created this Bigfoot creature to like scare people away. So, I mean, there's just so many different things all happening at the same time, which is why I think Bigfoot is such like a prevalent facet of modern society. Yeah. It's not just one thing's happening with it. It's, like, we got sex icon, we got people starting to explore the wilderness with cameras, you know? So, like, even if you see a person move kind of weird, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, what was that, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's a way to explain it without it being a ghost, because just because, like, the time period, there's that. And then you're right, like, people are like, oh, let's get legends out so people leave us alone, you know? There was more yeah. of a blend of, like, people... I feel like, especially at that time, isn't that when a lot more people started moving... To never the West Coast too, because like Hollywood and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the sixties, like I mean, there was the whole like 
you know, peace, love movement. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, a lot of people moved out west. Um, yes. But yeah, the documentary I was talking about is, is called Sasquatch, and it's on Hulu. And it's about the 90s, so it's a little later. But yeah, it's like a true crime. It's very interesting. Ooh, I'll have to They watch claim you. Bigfoot killed three people in the Humboldt Mountains. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch that. Edgar and I need to finish Under the Banner of Heaven tonight, and then that will be my next oh. one. And that, that one's really good. <laughs> As an ex-Mormon, nice. that one's... Um, yeah, so I've heard. No, but, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's... There's just so much happening at once, it just stuck. You know? Yeah. And great cryptid to stick with. And It is, yeah. He's the... Uh, I love it. Hide-and-seek champion. <laughs> I love it so much. Thanks, That's Mom, for the shirt. Thanks, Ryan's mom, for the shirt. Oh, <laughs> bam, got her right. Uh, one of the, one of yeah. these days, when I when I visit Vegas, I need to like go talk to your parents about making like a cryptid wine bottle or something. Cause I would. Oh, they'd love that. I'd be like, I will give you the art. Just give me one bottle. I'll make whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, um. We're going to do quick announcements, but guess who didn't write announcements? Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, don't, I didn't think we had announcements today. Um, I guess I'll just say um, thank you, everyone, for supporting our show this last year. We have officially yeah. done one year. Um, our one year celebration. Really? This is one year? Yeah. So wow. one year of podcasting together. Yeah. Look at us. Look at <laughs> look at us. Who would have thought? Yeah. When did we start, like, actually doing video? Mm, I want to say we didn't start maybe, like, August. Oh, okay. I, I just want to see, like, our first video versus, like, now. Yeah. It's probably so much better. Probably. Oh, I, oh, we'll see. I wear way less. The makeup digresses in each one. Yeah. Three more episodes, I'll have a face mask. Just you wait. Oh. Yeah. In the first episode of, of Loring that I was in, I was using a blue snowball microphone <laughs> and now i'm using a road podcaster mic with an audio interface and all sorts of bells and whistles we've uh we've come a long way oh and it's been so fun and like i don't know i i'll take a second and just say like i i very genuinely appreciate all the support we've been getting like the fact yeah. we have people oh, big time. that want to be on our patreon <laughs> that they're like you don't have to, like, post stuff all the time. We just, like, supporting you, like, really means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's so nice. It, like, we have people, like, making us stuff. Like, do you, do you, I don't know if you have it. Yeah, one you. minute, one minute. This is, yeah. this is a great Like, I've, I've never had a community oh like this where people are, like, just so excited oh about what we do. Okay. And, so. like, I think we just have the best community out there. So, yeah, here's what got made. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, you can see my show notes. I'm so sorry. That's okay. There you go. Right there. Right, right there. there. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, my god. That is a cross-stitch. Like, that had to have taken yeah. absolutely forever. I couldn't imagine. Oh, look at that. It has our names on it. And I don't know... I don't know if she wants us to say. I don't know if I want to say the name. Yeah, I don't know if she wants us to say our name, but we've tagged yeah. her on. But you know who you social are. Social media and her <laughs> art account, and 
Yeah. It made me cry. I was having a very rough day and she was like, I left it at your doorstep for you. <laughs> and I like, like this was before I opened it. I was having, I like open, it was on my doorstep. I'm like, okay, I'll wait for Ryan to show him when he comes back from vacation. And then I was having a rough day and I like looked at him like, I'm going to open it out. And I opened it and proceeded <laughs> to cry because <laughs> it was just yeah. like, it's so sweet. You guys have just been so sweet and so supportive about like our whole journey. And holy shit, like we just love you guys. We love our little campers. You guys yeah. you make our hearts very happy. Yeah. Cryptid gang. Folklore gang. No, it doesn't sound right. That you're the folklorian. Folklidians. Folklidians. <laughs> I need a shirt. I need like one of like the really basic bitch text shirts, you know, where it's like yeah. the Helvetica font, and it's like folklorians. Yeah, folklorians. 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 For glasses. <laughs> just see how far I can go. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let's get to this alluring alignment chart. Yeah. Stop with the tenderness. Oh, yeah. okay. So I have two different okay. Bigfoots on this. Yeah, is that the camera? <laughs> so, yeah, see how blurry it is? <laughs> so orange Bigfoot is my is my normal Bigfoot. Okay. The forest spirit Bigfoot, I think, is just living, living in the woods, being a little forest spirit. I don't think they've got any laws because they're living in the woods, but right. they're not turning anywhere. Right. Now, if we're talking the game we played together, Bigfoot, that hunts for sports, that is pure chaotic evil. Thousand percent. I have been RKO'd, <laughs> choke slammed, eaten, clotheslined, trees dropped on me by that Bigfoot. That Bigfoot has nothing but malice in its heart. Uh <laughs> I want a shirt with angry Bigfoot that says heart full of malice. Yeah. <laughs> he has like angry eyebrows. <sighs> no, I agree. I would actually move mine more to good after our discussion and the whole like him just being forest spirit. He's just yeah. doing his thing. And I like. I think where you have it neutral though is right. Yeah. Like no one really knows, you know. Right. Maybe he's a dick in forest yeah. laws you know <laughs> yeah you can't see it in the blurry photos but in every one he's just flipping them off yeah <laughs> maybe like he's when he's roaming the forest like deers hit, hit like hear him and they'll be like fuck they're like what is it uh, here comes paul <laughs> <sighs> and it's like did you get him the axe body spray i did he just doesn't uh, wear it and i'm i'm done greg i'm so done here comes the wooly booger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, hey, hey, oh. Sasquatch. Oh, this guy. <laughs> uh, no, I... He hasn't showered in a millennium. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Wow, okay. What are... <laughs> Let, let's end with our two, our two takeaways. Um, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, Sasquatch is really a forest spirit. And... Practice your camera work ahead of Sasquatch hunting. Because I swear, if one, if, if in the year of our Lord, 2022, somebody gets a blurry photo of Sasquatch with how good cameras are, 
I'm coming for you. And that is that is not a threat. That's a promise. <laughs> okay. All right. Sasquatch is a forest spirit, and any blurry photos of him will result in Ryan's pure aggression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Just turn autofocus on. It's not that hard. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been Alluring. You have an alluring day. Get those camera skills up, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, that was a fun one. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.